How's it going, all of our human beings? Welcome back to another episode of What's the Biz with Adam and Liz. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Liz. And if you enjoy the intro talks to Games and Groceries, well, you're in the right place because that's what we're going to give you for the next hour or so. Or so. So here we are, back with episode five. Five. Episode five. Uh, best Star Wars movie ever. Episode five. The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, then. So basically, this is going to be the greatest podcast that we've ever recorded because the Empire will be striking back here on What's the Biz with Adam and Liz. I'm your host, Darth Vader. And go ahead. Under pressure. No, no. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you said this is going to be the best episode ever. That's all I have. Under pressure. <laughs> oh, okay. You're Darth Vader. I can't sing a song. Uh, uh, oh. Liz, how you doing? I'm okay. Cool. Yeah. I had a sore throat all day. Yeah, it's allergy season. Yeah. I've uh, been I feeling mean, like crap lately and like Yeah. Um pardon me. Oh, yeah. on. Um No, my allergies have been fine. Like when spring first hit, I could not breathe. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm also off one of my asthma medications. Yeah. Um, but I've been handling it pretty well. But like just today, I woke up with a sore throat and yeah stuff it's fun it's wonderful yeah it's it's this it is the season to have a stuffy nose yeah it's great i mean i always have somewhat of a stuffy nose yeah and i'm outside for my job uh being you know yeah. a salesman that i am and this is your first time like back living in pa mm. allergens like i'm actually surprised it's not worse for you because I know. Last year when we came to visit in May. Oh, I was we, dying. We, we, so at the time we were living in Long Island still. Yeah. We came back in May for Mother's Day mm-hmm. to see your mom for Mother's Day. And um, it's like we entered the Pennsylvania borders and Adam died. Mm-hmm. He like, it's he, just like everything clogged up. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't talk. Like it was so bad like he had you did not have a good week i did not you tried but like really you were so and then we went back to new york and like two days later it was cleared up and you're fine like it was literally just the pennsylvania allergens killed you so i'm really surprised that -hmm. you haven't had it that bad well like that one was it was a really heavy pollen because remember we oh yeah we were in the pollen apocalypse yeah and uh i remember driving back and the car was just green it was just green it was ridiculous. so it wasn't just regular lancaster that's pollen. true that's true i forgot that it was a crazy pollen season like yeah that. it was nuts and i already have allergies enough and that that took me down a notch like i yeah. i remember i woke up one morning of that week and i woke up at like five in the morning and i just couldn't go to sleep and all i could do all i could physically do was sit on the couch and drink water in depression and just I watch. kind of remember you telling about that when I woke up. Yeah. Or like I woke up at five and I just came out and sat on the couch and drank water. That's all I did. <laughs> I just watched YouTube videos and just. Uh... Just sat there at 5 a.m. with me and your mom. Pro- like I probably slept till 8.39. Your mom probably slept till. Depend- well, depend if she had work that day or not. But like mm-hmm. both of us sleeping in. You're sitting there with the dog like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Um, yeah. It, you know what I've been thinking about lately? What? Uh I don't know. I think I told you this story. I, I literally thought of this today and I was like, man, I, I I don't know if I told you this. Uh so when before we found out we were um 
infertile uh <laughs> part of the infertile infertile gang uh the first time we had a pregnancy scare and oh my goodness you remember do you remember how crazy i got yes do you know what i did to try to keep my mind up that like before like i was not ready to have a kid i oh, was no, not ready. this was like a year before we decided to start even trying mm-hmm. i think i think it was about a year and I was freaking out so much because, you know, there was a scare and I was like, oh, God. And y- y- do you know what I did to keep my mind off of it? I mean, I think you told me, but I don't remember. I tried to teach myself Russian. Yes, I do remember you telling me that. <laughs> you, Yeah, you said you were at work and you just trying to learn Russian. And I, yeah, I, was, I had a student. And this is back when I had, yeah. you know, my Lancaster church. And I was just in the office. I was like, you see, uh, the H kind of sounds like an N. And the, the, that the, kid was probably like, what happened to you? I, yeah, I, there was just Russian all over my board. I remember you sending that to me and showing me. There's, I'm trying to think of like a phrase I can say. Um, uh, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll say this right. Tivoy uh, glaza. Uh, wait, wait. Divoy, I maybe I'm I'm saying this wrong, but divoy glaza ga nebiasa. Divoy glaza. I used to be able to say shut the door in German. Like that was like a full German phrase I knew growing up. Do you know what I said in Russian? No. Divoy glaza ga nebiasa. I I'm trying to say in Russian, your eyes are like heaven. I got my brownie points for today. Um, but yeah, I we can bring that up later. Brownie points. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying, but when I I was younger, there was one full German phrase that me and my sisters knew and it was shut the door. Mm -hmm. Don't remember. And I don't remember how to say say it. it? I don't remember. Oh, good. I literally (laughs) cannot remember, but I remember we knew it because I think that was the only German phrase like my dad knew. Yeah. From my great grandmother, or from his great grandmother, because his great grandmother was from Germany, as far as far as I remember. Yeah. So she spoke German, and then my mm-hmm. my great grandmother, when I grew when I was growing up, it said to my mom, somehow I want to learn German from my mom, and she's like, my mom only knows how to say curse words in German. <laughs> she used to curse at my dad's dog in German. Jeez. <laughs> um. So I guess we all, we just knew that phrase, like that was the one phrase, like we we're told i think i vaguely remember my mom saying it to us when we mm-hmm. were growing up like she said it in german yeah um that's as close as i ever got to my german roots Jeez. <laughs> but i i need to ask my sisters if they remember because i remember like we knew it like we knew that phrase <laughs> i need to look Jeez. it up but yeah but yeah um yeah i don't know too much russian um blagata druvash is um i thank you very much pretty much um i only know a little bit. We know how to say I love you in German. Yeah. yeah. We used to say it to each other all the time. We used to. And see, that's the thing. I, I know more Russian you, than I do German. Well, when you were German crazy before you found out you were Hungarian, you were very mm-hmm. into German culture. So, so we were like, we're going to learn German. We're going to mm-hmm. teach our kids German. Like they're going to speak German. I don't know and why. And then I so found German. out. Then you found out you were Hungarian. It was like, eh. Like full well, on. This Hungarian. isn't German anymore. No one cares about Germany. Like now that you're Hungarian, it's like. Like, my family's from Budapest, like, straight up Hungarian. And I jumped on the train, and I'm like, let's go to Budapest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I still would like to visit every country that my ancestors are from, mm because I'm a mutt. Yeah. I mean, I'm German, Irish, and Italian. Like, those are my main three. Yeah. But I'm also, like, a mixture of, like, a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would like to visit 
the wherever in Germany my family's from, wherever in Ireland my family's from. Yeah. And maybe Italy. Like I said, I'm um, I'm mostly German Irish, and then a little bit of Italian, and then even a little less of mm-hmm. Welsh, Scottish, and other stuff. Yeah. Um. So I would like to visit all the places, but I would also I really want to go to Budapest because I started looking it up, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to go here so bad. It's gorgeous. It is. It's a beautiful. Just like your boy. I'm you're such an idiot. <laughs> I'm obviously from Budapest because it's Cause gorgeous. You're beautiful. Because I'm beautiful. Have I'm... you seen the pictures of your family? Uh, hey, you lived in Budapest. Just because my ancestors were bug-eyed, <laughs> you were creepy-looking people. <laughs> Listen, my mom's uh, side of the family really it's fixed me up. Clearly, where you got your looks from. Yeah, like your your dad wasn't that bad-looking, and your uncle's not, or your cousin's not. That's bad true. Looking. My dad was like, so I got old pictures from you know when my dad was a, like a little younger. A little younger, and even the ancestors who still, like, who never mm-hmm. left Hungary. Like, you're way yeah. far back ancestors. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they were kind of... Lo- they had teeny tiny heads and giant eyes who that were, bugged out. They weren't just giant. They were big, buggy eyes. I've never seen, like, the better description than bug-eyed than <laughs> like my your, family. Your ancestors were a little creepy looking. <laughs> I will say, I wish I'd... Okay, uh, my mom listens to this. I love you, Mama. You're beautiful. <laughs> However, I wish I looked more like my dad than I do my mom because I look like my mother's twin. Yeah, like I look, you look exactly like a blonde male version of your mm-hmm. mom. Like I have some of my dad's features. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but I definitely look like exactly like my mom. Yeah, and there's some days where I'm just like, I wish I looked more like you know, a man. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I don't know who I would rather look more like. Like I have, like I have a lot of my dad's features. Mm -hmm. There are sometimes, like since I've gained, like gained weight in college. I mean, I've lost weight since college, but since I got heavier, I feel like I sometimes resemble more my mom and my older sister. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Here's a story for everyone. I guess okay. we're going to talk about family in this episode. Well, no, I I want to get back to brownie points and how much I hate well, okay, it. Okay, we'll go back to that yeah, later. I'm, so, I'm putting a tag on that. I always thought it was really weird growing up that yeah. when siblings and cousins all looked alike. Yeah. Because my sisters and I and my three female cousins, so we all look like different sides of the family. So my older sister looks like my dad's dad's side. Right. My little sister looks like my mom's dad's side. Right. And I look like my dad's mom's side. Which is really weird. He's in his bed. Yeah. Um. So, I. So it was very weird to me when people like looked alike. Mm-hmm. So I. So it's very weird to me now. Grow when I'm growing up and I look at pictures like, I look like my older sister in that picture. Mm-hmm. Or or like I see. I don't really see much much of my mom in my pictures. I mostly see my older sister. So yeah. I my know my cousin Zach looks every every time he ages to the time it looks I am like the same way you did when you were growing. Yeah, when so you like, were that age. When he was seventeen, we looked at pictures of when I was seventeen, and Zach. But it's funny exactly because you guys like don't look alike. Yeah, that's the thing. I, in pre- like when you guys are together, you don't look alike. But when you look at pictures of you at seventeen and you see a picture of Zach at seventeen, they it's look dead exactly, on. It's like twins. Like and so every time I joke with twin. them. I, I joke and they're like, here's your future boy. Yeah. Well, that was with my dad. So yeah. growing up, and I've told you about this, how we didn't know my dad's dad. Mm-hmm. He left where my dad was four and yeah. they got reconnected when I was like seven or eight. Yeah. And um, we saw picture like we always had this one picture of my dad's parents. Mm-hmm. I think for either after my dad was born or right before my dad was born. But it was when his dad was young. Yeah. Um. 
And every time we had a friend over there, he'd be like, who's that woman with your dad? We're like, that's our grandfather with our grandmother. Like, mm. my dad looks like his father's twin. Have you ever seen that picture? I think I have, yeah. Like, he looks like his father's twin. So whenever, one, like, when we got pictures of my grandfather mm-hmm. now, we're like, well, we know what daddy's going to look like when he gets old. Mm-hmm. Like, we like, that's what he's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, oh my gosh, they're twins. This is the creepiest thing. I constantly think about what I'm going to look like when I'm older. And I don't, here's the thing. I'm not trying to say this like, oh man, I'm so old, but yeah. I don't age that much. Like I've aged. You change your look so much that it's hard to tell if you aged or if That's you just changed thing. your look. But I've seen like v- uh, videos and photos mm-hmm. of me like, uh, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I don't really age that much. And I and I know yeah. it's not too much of a difference because we're talking like 20 to 30. Yeah. And I know that. But at the same time, I, I always think about, like, what am I going to look like when I'm 50? I always imagine. I always wonder that, too, about myself. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to look like? Because I don't think I mean, I my face has gotten flared. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've gained weight. But I don't I feel like if I had stayed consistently the same weight, I yeah. feel like I'd look like I feel like yeah. my face might have matured a bit. And that just comes with being an adult and being tired all the time. Yeah. But and, I don't feel like I I don't feel like my face aged mm-hmm. too much yeah that's the thing i i see it i'm just like i i look kind of the same but then again you know and i don't really have genetics that that really factor into that i won't age you know yeah. i'm not trying to say my family's like dead on ugly once they get old i'm not trying to say that but my family's not but it's not what it's not like the movie stars were like wow they're 50 yeah like I your family still... looks their age yeah exactly it's it's not insulting them. It's just like no. I, I don't and, really. And maybe it's just because we are still on the younger side. Because like that's a thing. If even think about my sisters. Like mm-hmm. you've known my little sister since she was in elementary school. Yeah. Ever since she got her braces and well, her braces off and got her glasses under control, she hasn't really. Her face hasn't changed. Same thing with your other sister. Exactly. Like, like they really, they're maybe it is because we're I think still we're young. Still on the younger side. Like, yeah. If you're looking at a picture of you in high school and a picture of you now, of course you're going to look older. Yeah. But thinking, I have way less acne. <laughs> yeah. My acne is horrible. I have a little less acne. I feel like. Can I just say a quick side story on go that? Go ahead. So my mom thought I had the most self-confidence in the world because my face was just when you think of my face i want you to think of not just like oh he has acne no there is bumps galore can can i go can i add on to this yikes part of the reason yeah why i was hesitant Uh, to date you at first was because of how much acne you had it was a lot. Like it, it was, was a lot. It was a deadly. I'm a good looking guy, but yeah. the acne just. Yeah. And like I said, you had also just went bald mm-hmm. with high school acne. Yeah. So. It was not. It, you should have kept your hair. You looked. I will Well, let me this. finish my story. Okay. Quite. I you. was telling you, you look even with the acne, with your long hair, you look gorgeous. Oh, thank so you. You should have just kept your hair. But anyways, so my mom thought I had the most self-confident because I didn't have glasses and I did not see my face. <laughs> I, I forgot about this story. I thought every dry erase marker that, that was on the board, I thought every the one was running out of ink. I'm like, why do they keep you know using these markers? It keeps running out of ink. I didn't know because I didn't have you, glasses. You didn't know you were blind. And so like I looked at my face and I saw bumps and I was like, oh, okay. 
it wasn't until I was prescri- prescribed glasses and I put on the glasses and I looked in the mirror and my mom was downstairs. I was upstairs in the bathroom. I was like, what the heck? My mom's like, what? Mom, order proactive quick. And she's like, what? What? What are you talking about? I'm like, I have acne. And she's just like, I thought you just had really awesome self-confidence. <laughs> like my mom legitimately thought like all these years, like, wow. He's, he's, he's a tr- handling this great. He looks like a troll that lives under a bridge, <laughs> but man, he's, he's walking with pride. Good for him. But like, I freaked out because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and then I saw the dry erase markers. Like they all have ink. This is crazy. Um, I did not know I had that much. No, here, I have a story about how blind you were though. Cause yeah. when, even after you got your glasses, you, you really refused to wear them because I, you know, I didn't like the look of glasses. I think you look wonderful in glasses, which is why you wear them now, because I forced you to wear them. Also, because I'm too old to be walking around blind. Yeah, that's it. So going back to when you walked around blind all the time. Yeah. So Adam lived about a mile from my house. Yeah. And he would walk home after hanging out at my house. Mm -hmm. And we were in high school and my sister was still in high school and she I don't know why her and her boyfriend were walking, but Adam mm-hmm. passed my older sister and her boyfriend on his way home and their way back to my house. Yeah. And literally my sister came home and she said, Adam is blind. Yeah. I said, why? I'm like, I know, but why? Yeah. And she said, we were like within inches of his face before he knew who we were passing yeah. him. And this is when we were, we hadn't just started dating. You had known my sister for years before we started dating because you guys mm-hmm. were in the same grade. Yeah. And so you had known my older sister for at least three and years. Like she, I was on stage manager and yeah. tech crew, and she was you same guys thing. Worked in the same vicinity for years. Yeah. So you knew each other, mm-hmm. and we had been dating for about a year, mm-hmm. and you didn't recognize them until they were like a foot from your face. That is how blind you were. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just and like, now yeah. multiply that by like twenty five. That's how blind my little sister is. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Your, like I remember your putting on your glasses. bottles. She oh, she's pretty close. Yeah. But I remember like I would try on yours and I was like, wow, you can't see. And then I put on my glasses. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, this hurts. Yeah, I, I'm not so blind. I just I need it for distance. Yeah. You like I can tell details. Yeah. Um, well, like I can tell like the the general what I'm looking at, but like the specific details I need glasses mm-hmm. for. Um yeah, but okay, so. I put a tag on it, and I want to get back to it. Brownie uh, points? Brownie points. I hate brownie points. Yes. I hate married couples that think like, oh, if I compliment her enough, I'll build up a point system, and I think, I'll build up my tickets to get laid. I think our biggest, uh, I think the reason why it like sets us off so much mm-hmm. is because of the church culture. Yeah. that we. I mean, we've been living in it for years, and that is a very, like, church culture mentality i would say traditional church culture yeah i would say traditional yeah definitely like and that i mean that's where we've been Mm -hmm. in the in your career yeah so and that so like every time adam would say something nice be like oh getting those brownie points i was like or he's just a nice person (laughs) yeah or he just like you know loves me yeah that's the thing i'm not building up points like what what points so like what am i redeeming here like it's not like you're like, microsoft we, points or we, anything we like don't that don't use the you know yeah use the bed as a weapon yeah you know and in, in stuff like that it's it's just weird like 
Like, just, just be nice to the person you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with. Like, I don't realize, I don't, it's not hard. Like, do you, seriously, like, are you so pathetic for each other that you keep points and say, like, well, you know, he did this, but he has enough points where I can forgive something. Are you really that petty? Like, honestly. I, didn't, I don't, I just don't get it. Like that's the thing. It's pettiness. It's straight up it pettiness. Is. And that and that's that's that, that's just not a healthy marriage. Like a marriage should be two people like, unified, team members. Yeah. And team members don't build up points to redeem like you're some kind of like Dave and Buster's prize. Like where's what was I gonna say? Like if you were to get me flowers or Bring me home ice cream or something. Like, I would absolutely, like, I would be so thankful. And I would, like... You would be thankful in that moment, but not in the future. But I wasn't done. Okay. So I was so I was saying, like, I would be thankful. I would be like, oh, he's so nice. Like, he's such a sweet husband. Yeah. Like, of course, in that moment, I would think those things. Not that you're not a sweet husband and very thoughtful. But in that moment, it's yeah. showing it and reminding me. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, he deserves things because of that. Like... Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I, that sounds bad. No, but like, like it's but right, it's not though. like he brought me ice cream. We're going to have we're going to do it tonight. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not how it works. Excuse me. I got to run to giant real quick. <laughs> uh, but like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how they make the brownie points sound like. Yeah, that's like you get rewarded. Yeah. If you get five brownie points, mm -hmm. you get this. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I don't do things to focus on yeah. whatever and seems And it's back. only the male who receives brownie points. Yeah. Like w women don't even get points. No. I don't even under... How, so I don't... <sighs> but that's... <laughs> okay. Um, but that's the thing. It's just like why am I building up points for later so that I can be slacking off later? Like yes. that, uh, that's the point is that like like you get points when you're not being a lazy bum yeah like that's it is that that's the that's the whole stereotype is that men are lazy bums mm -hmm. and you don't do anything around the house and you just lay there and i apparently do everything so when you actually mm -hmm. get off your butt and clean oh my gosh like 10 points for you like no yeah. One, no. if that's how you act, you live here One, too. You get zero points for doing anything. Yeah. Here's the other thing. One, I'm a grown adult. I would like my house clean. And I'm not going to say that if I want the house clean, if me, Adam, wants the house clean. <laughs> You're going to clean it. Guess who's going to clean it? Yeah. Adam. Yeah. I'm and not gonna... you might ask me like, hey, can you like pick up I'll this ask you for that. me? Or like, hey, can you sweep the kitchen for me? Yeah. Not but, like I get really grossed out by the bathroom. Yeah. Like you, you clean the rest of the house, but like mm -hmm. you don't find the bathroom to be dirty or disturbing. I'm also a boy, so. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. the rest of the house, you want to I be organized. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the bathroom, I see hair. I see <laughs> like you know just dirtiness, and I'm like, all right, this needs to be cleaned. Yeah. So I clean it. I'm gonna. I'm. I mean, yeah. There might be times if I'm gone on the weekend, mm -hmm. I'll be like, can you clean the bathroom? Yeah. I don't really trust you to clean it too the way I would clean it. Mm -hmm. But I would ask you, hey, can you clean the bathroom or can you wipe down the sink because you shaved your head and now hair's all over the place? Yeah. Because you always shave your head right after I clean the bathroom. Oopsies. But I, well, but you like, know my shaving schedule. I, I know. But I only had certain days I could clean the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. But you knew full well ahead when I shaved my hair. Whatever. Yeah. Um. 
which is why when people come over, I wait to clean it after you yeah. shave your head so that's clean and people come over and your hair's not all up in mm. the sink. Now, Adam, why do you shave your head when Liz has already established that when you grow out your hair, you look so much better? That's a great question there, listener. Uh, the <laughs> reason being is that when I had really long hair. Before uh, he shaved it bald. Before I shaved it bald because it was getting near to my shoulders that long. And my mom kept telling me, go get a haircut, get a haircut. And I just like, you know, okay, I'll just shave my head. I'm pretty sure we've shared this story before. Yeah, I'm just going to share it real quick. Um, and I shaved it like not buzz, but like to the scalp, like shaved my hair. And for some odd reason, my hair will not grow in thick anymore. It only grows in thin and scratchy. It's weird. Here's the weird part. It's not weird. That is literally. Well, like that's that's what I was getting to is yeah. that every person I've talked to with like buzzed hair, bald, same story. They all had long hair. They shaved it. They won't grow out, grow in anymore, which is very weird. Not wi- that it grows in, but like it grows in different. It grows in when really you, different. Like, and that's anyone, not just men. It's men. Anyone who were, who mm-hmm. goes completely like scalp bald, well, when their hair grows back in, it can grow back a different color. Well, it's weird because facial hair is completely different. If I shave it down, it will grow out like real quick and real like it grows out even bigger with facial hair. But with head hair, for some reason, and you can explain the science to me. Comment section. There is no comment section. I don't know. Um, I'm so used to YouTube. But that's the thing is that like it doesn't grow in. So we've already established, Adam, you look good. You look good with long hair. Uh, I can't grow it out anymore. I still think your hair looks fine when you grow it out. I'm still thinking but, about growing it out once the pandemic opens up. But what listeners have to understand. Yeah. You and I have been together for 11 years. Yeah. You have gone through multiple hairstyles yeah. and multiple facial hair sty- styles. Yes. I literally don't care what you do with your hair anymore. Well, no. You could go scalp bald again. You can do a mustache. You can do sideburns. Just, you do whatever you want. I just had this look me. for convenience. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I work out in the morning and then I shower and then I have to get ready for work. And just gelling my hair after a workout and trying to get ready before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You used to take longer in the bathroom. You still take longer in the bathroom than I do. Yeah. Because, like, it's got to stay up, you know, yeah. the hair. But um, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, I don't like. wear hats, so it's pointless. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I hate brownie points. I think they're stupid. I think there's no point to it. Just just love your wife, and that's it. In fact, even the Bible says in Ephesians 5, you know, everybody gets to the part of uh, the, the wife needs to submit. And and even that, you know, there is a— Taken con- so out of context. It's out, out of context because you got to read, you know, past that, yeah. right? They stop there, right? And why is, you know, submit being that the woman is just like— um, not submitting in a way of like servitude, like, oh, how may I assist you? But just like treat him with respect a little bit because of the condition of uh, and I know it's not, con- you know, Bible theologians here. There's the, it's unconditional. Shut up for a second. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bible theologians. I love you. Anyways, but uh, you have to read. Past- they're all listening. To they're this. all listening to this. But reading past that, what does the man have to do? The man has to love his wife in the same way that Christ loved the church. And how did Christ love the church so much? He loved the church so much that he sacrificed his body. He died on the cross for the church so that we can be redeemed. And Christ and Jesus is asking, God is demanding 
that the husbands love their wives in the same way that Christ loves the church. In, in that kind of way, I need to love you, Liz, in the in the way that you know Christ loved the church. I need to be ready to die for you because I love you just that much. All I got to do is respect you. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. It doesn't actually say that the woman needs to love the man. It just needs like, hey, you know, throw, throw him the football game. In I, I don't know. It, like, that's the thing. But yeah. like the, the man's job in, in the uh, marriage is just so much more, you know, so much more demanding. Um, demanding. Not respectful, but like more demanding in the way of like, yeah, you need but to that, love your and wife that, that much. Also, why the man is the quote unquote head of the house. Yeah, and we still do that in some ways. Like I turn to you to make most decisions. One mm-hmm. because I'm terrible at making decisions, and I have a guilty conscience. And if I make a decision, I will think about it for the next three years. But we're still a team. But yeah, but we still talk things over and everything. But like, if you say, if you said, like, listen, mm-hmm. like I respect you, I, I want to make you happy. You're like. This is a bad choice. We need to do this. Like we're we're if you like really felt strong about something, I'd be like, okay, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, no. yeah, that's a, say. But I know that you would do the same thing for me. Like if I said that. Mm-hmm. No, that, that that's the thing. So like, I I hate brownie points because it's just like, no, that's your biblical duty. Yeah. Like there is no brownie points. Yeah. Like how dare you even like put that the question? I and I know I sound insulted by this, and I am. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like. But like if you think about it, so most people in that do the brownie points, yeah. Back last summer, because we were talking about this earlier today, when I was sick, yes, with so, uh, colitis, yes. we we talked about it on Games of Groceries. Well, I told everyone I had a stomach flu. Oopsies. That's okay. I think I talked about <laughs> this like a few. I I don't remember, but I know I know I talked about this. So last summer, I didn't have a stomach flu. I had colitis, which. If anyone wants to know, it is the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I have not had children yet, so I can't say that. <laughs> but it was pretty dang painful. During E3, too. So <laughs> It really ruined E3 for me. Not that E3 was that fabulous. Yeah. But it was pretty made it a lot harder to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I was very sick for mm-hmm. like a good week and a half. Mm-hmm. And... I was like just laying there in so much pain and people who do brownie points would have been like, you get brownie points because you laid with me and you took care of me and yeah. you like just cuddled me when I was like laying there crying in pain. Yeah. And to me, that's like, no, you're just a great husband mm. who loves me and you were probably in pain seeing me in that much pain. Yeah. Like you, it's not like you sat there and enjoyed me crying in mm-hmm. pain saying, I want it to stop. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, again, it's part of my biblical demand. If I am to please God in every sort of fashion. Yeah. You're not going to be like, get your own broth. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And it's not, it's not even, it's not, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even about, be about giving brownie points to God either. It's like, well, God, I loved her like Jesus loved the truth. Blah, blah, blah. No, you don't get brownie points to God either. There's no brownie points ever. Just throw away the brownie. Just put them in your stomach. Just no, 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 eat no. the brownies. Just eat them. <laughs> mm, you, I, I was making my brownies. We both really like my brownies. Yeah, they're good. They are good. Yeah. Fattening and sugary too. Legal brownies. But anyways, um... <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like I I hate I hate that term. I hate keeping score in marriages. It's yeah. just be married, love each other, do the, do the chores, stop stop being weird. Just have a clean house. Like that's the thing. You're grown. And they're like that's the thing. Our house is not like the cleanest place on earth. No, we yeah. clean it. We do a good clean once a month. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And it's not like it's the most clean place, but it is clean. 
That's the thing. It's just it's like not a garbage heap. And I know that people out there be like, "Well, you don't have kids yet. Kids really, you know, they yeah. they really make the house." And first point to that, uh, hi, uh, we're infertile. You know, we would kill to have a house trashed with toys. Thank you very much. Yeah. But anyway, like people who say that, it's like, oh, well, you don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. Let me. T- I always use this because when we were at our old church, they would always say how the youth pastor before you was late to everything. They're like, and they go, oh, well, he had three kids. I'm like, listen here. Mm-hmm. My mother had three girls. Yeah. Girls, which means we had to look pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, most, sometimes it was her telling us we had to look pretty. Like yeah. she had to do our hair and everything. But my mom had three girls. Our house was not trashed with toys. Mm-hmm. Our bedrooms might have been. Yeah. But I don't think a kid's room needs to be clean. If they want to live like that, go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. not coming in your room. But our house was not trashed. We were like 20 minutes early for everything. Mm-hmm. Kids are not an excuse. No. Like, they're not an excuse. Stop using them as an excuse. Just accept that you're late to everything. It's fine. Yeah. I'll admit to you, my house is a mess when I have kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm too lazy to clean it. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Whatevs. And I think that's, again, I know I don't have kids. Thank you for reminding us. Mm-hmm. But that's where minimalism really comes into play yeah. there. Like, I don't plan on having our kids have, like, boxes and boxes of toys. Exactly. It's just, like, minimalism and essentialism. By the way, I'm almost done essentialism. I have three chapters left. Uh, and then the CADcast was arrived. And then I listened to CADcast instead of finishing <laughs> the book. But, uh, you know, essentialism minimalism um, mm-hmm. going into these together is that like you, you only keep what matters and you don't have all this clutter in your house. And, and in fact, I'm still trying to be more minimalistic yeah. in that fashion. I'm not, I want more clothes. Well, that's where you feel, but I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I <laughs> and, want yeah. to be minimalist. I want to, and, and I just introduced you yeah. the idea of minimalism and you can, you know, you can follow me yeah, if you want like, to, but I try and do minimalism, mm-hmm. but I do like, my decorations around the house. Mm-hmm. I like clothes. Like, especially when I lose weight and I have a more self-confidence in that yeah. matter. And we have a house that can accommodate mm-hmm. more clothes. I want I'm gonna, I want clothes again. I miss having a variety of things to choose to wear every day. Well, like, you're kind of like Matt Diavella's wife. Yeah. Like, where she I'm tried fine. minimalism for a week yeah. and she's like, she's like. It, she's like, yeah, it's okay. She's like, and I might keep some things. Yeah. She's like, but. She loves her clothes. Mm-hmm. And like, that was my thing. Like, I'm fine getting rid of things that I don't need. Like, mm-hmm. because I do hold on. And like, I hold on to like small memories. Like, I still have the first book I ever read. Like, yeah. that I was able to read myself. I have that book. I want to get rid of a lot more things of mine anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not, I don't have a ton of stuff anyway. Well, like, that's the thing. It's just like, I, I really want to get better at minimalism and i've made so much stride like oh yeah we got we've gotten rid of a lot yeah and it's it's not the matter of like minimalism shouldn't be a competition of how little you have Mm -hmm. it's the matter of living with only what makes you happy and that's biblical too it's it's biblical to only have what you need yeah you know what i haven't taught uh i was about to say what i taught you oh my god um good job adam anyways um I didn't slap myself, uh, listeners. I, I high five <laughs> myself. That did not sound like a clap. It sounded like a slap. There you go. Anyways, uh, I've been looking more into stoicism. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's funny because uh, PewDiePie just made a video on it. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I was just looking at it. And now I made it uncool. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but stoicism, I really appreciate it, And I really need it in my life. And again, it's also biblical. And it goes into, uh, are you familiar with stoicism? I have no idea what that word means. Stoicism basically goes into the emotions of a person. Uh, it's a stoic lifestyle in the way of not having any emotions, but controlled emotions. And um, there was somebody who was just on the Minimalist podcast, and I can't remember his name, but he had a really good point. Stoicism controls your emotions in a way of being happy with what you have and being content. Uh, because, you know, the American lifestyle is, you know, more, more. I want yeah, everything. I want a better car. I want a better car. Yeah. And you're striving for that better car in your mind. You could say that, like, well, the car that you do have now, you go the opposite. Right. We have a Honda Accord. And it's like this Honda Accord is better than a bike. Like, I would rather Honda Accord is better than all the other cars we ever had before it. Well, that's not the point, but like the point, but that's the thing that, that yeah. actually is the point. Actually, I never mind. Say, I'm like, yes, it is. But that's the thing. Like you are content with that car because yeah. you look to your past. Like, you know, what would be worse is that if I had to walk everywhere, Yeah. if I had to walk to work. So this is a lot better. And it's being content and stoic with mm -hmm. that. It's also controlling anger because anger is just not a beautiful emotion no. at all. There is, you know, that righteous anger. But even that is just kind of like, it's not a beautiful moment. Yeah. I have come from an aggressive past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've talked about that a little bit. And I've, and I've made strides in that too. Yeah. But I'm studying stoicism because of the way it can, you know, make me more content. And again, it's going into biblical text here. Yeah. I'm not going to go on a whole Being Bible path. Being content with what God has given you at this point in your life. And it's, and it's also being content with what you have so you don't get angry at life. Yeah. Um, and I want to read more books on stoicism, but I, I want to be more minimalistic. And essentialism, this book is just – it's probably the fav most favorite book I've ever read in my mm -hmm. entire life. And then I'm going to finish up 12 Rules of Life by Jordan P. Peterson. That's a really good book, but essentialism has to be probably my favorite book I've read so far. Yeah. It's so useful and so filled with wisdom besides the Bible. But, you know, outside of that, I like it. But then stoicism, I want to read more on that. Yeah. And I want to be more controlled. And I and I and I don't care about money in any sort of fashion. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like essentialism, stoicism, minimalism fits my lifestyle a lot yeah like money for me it's like mm -hmm. i want to have it because i want to feel comfortable but i wouldn't be one of those people who like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna buy 10 cars and a yeah. giant closet that's a whole room and all that like no i want a decent sized house mm -hmm. it would be nice to have a walk-in closet and a master bedroom i don't need any of that like that's the, i'm not like, trying to judge you for that no like I'm not, but i'm saying like I don't need a mansion with acres uh, with a pool and all this crazy. I just, I want a decent house. Yeah. That's not going to fall apart. I, the reason I like money mm -hmm. is just because, and I think it comes from growing up knowing we were living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. That. Even I, in our first year of marriage, it was like. Yeah. Pretty tough. And I think that's where it comes from. Like, I just want money where I don't need to think, can I afford to buy 
like a pop to 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 splurge on a on like a candy bar. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the way I think of money. Like I just want to be comfortable enough that I know that I'm going to go buy a book and not have to console you like can we afford for me to buy a $20 book? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like um and that goes again, it, it's essentialism too. It's just yeah. like uh, being more knowledgeable with your money. It's not that I don't care about money in the way of like, eh, I could I could take it or leave it. But it goes into the sense of like, if I were to win- You're spending your money wisely. Yeah, if I were to win the jackpots mm-hmm. in the Mega Millions, right? I would probably, and I'm going to say this on record, this is now on the internet now, I would give away just a ton of it. I would just buy what I need in terms of yeah. paying off student loans- Getting a decent sized house and, you know, uh, whatever else we need. Yeah. And, you know, giving the rest out to like pay off other people's student loans. Yeah. And we've talked about that where we said. Now I'm scared that I put that on record. Like, oh, if that ever happens, like pay off my student loans. I'm like, ah, that's going to be a lot of pressure. But that's what I was going to say. Because you think of the idea and I kind of control it a little bit. Yeah. We do the rest of our life. Yeah. So. We've talked about it before. I'm very won. grander in that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of control that because mm. that gives me anxiety. Um, is that what we always kind of said was that if we ever won the jackpot, yeah, whatever that was, we would buy our house, buy ourselves our dream house, mm-hmm. you know, do that thing. And like I said, dream house is not mean mansion. It's like a decent sized house. Yeah. Surrounded by a bunch of land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we would do that. We'd pay off all of our debts. Mm-hmm. We'd pay off all of our family's debts. Yeah. And then I would want to make like a scholarship fund. I would also say, you know, make sure that our kids, whatever they mm-hmm. happen, that their schooling and lives are taken care of, basically. Yeah. But I would set up a um, a scholarship foundation, basically. Right. Where we would pay for people to go to school, but not people who like... Don't need it. Don't need it. Because that was our biggest thing in our college was mm-hmm. that. So if a teacher worked at our school, their kid mm-hmm. went there for free. Right. Those kids would somehow be the ones that get the scholarships. Yeah, somehow. Which it's like basically the school is saving themselves money. Mm-hmm. By, and and yeah. so that's what I hated. It would drive me crazy. What minute are we on? 43? 43. Okay. Um, so that would be that would drive me crazy. So we, I, we would want to help people more like us. The average student. Mm-hmm. who's not stellar at, a, at anything they don't stand out but they deserve the money yeah just because they need it right you know um so that's that's what that's my controlled version mm-hmm. of what you're saying is helping you know having a scholarship fund for average See, people yeah that's the other thing it's like i've already made you know already objective plans for if we want we would like, also um, get two decently used cars. Yeah. But like if we won the million, let's say that's taxed down to 500000 Let's say yeah. they tax half of it. I already know what I would do oh, is yeah. pay off student loans. I would buy, you know, a decent home. I would put twenty. I would put twenty five thousand, at least twenty five thousand in a Roth IRA. Yeah. Um, you know, buy two used vehicles. Uh buy a mini ramp and then no, you know have no. the mini ramp is fine it only costs fifteen hundred dollars we'll see so i can skateboard on we'll it we'll see how much our house costs mini ramp but anyways um 
Yeah, so, but no, I just, like, we, I don't care. We've thought about this. But that's a thing. In excess. <laughs> but, like, that's a thing. It's just like that, it's just kind of like we were just sitting in around and just, like, by a campfire. Like, what would we do with that? But in all actuality, I don't care. I don't care about yeah. money. I really, I really. The house part's more for me. You don't yeah. really care where you live. I don't. I you really don't. You don't care don't. what the house looks like. You're just like, you prefer not to have stairs. That's really your only requirement. Yeah, I would like a rancher. That's yeah. it. Like that's that's my that's only. That's literally what I care about. I'm more the one like, if it's outdated, I'd want to update it. Mm-hmm. Things like but that. Like, but that's, that's like the interior designer. I mean, that's like I want it pretty. Mm-hmm. But like that's the thing is that that's why I like stoicism. It's just like yeah. you're just content with yeah. everything, and I and I need to learn to be that a lot more often. And in the same way with like money, it's just like yeah, I need money to pay off student loans. Yes, I need money to. Um, you know, house us. I need money to, you know, as an adult, you need money for a lot of things. But in the grand but scheme of you things, you don't need money to I buy things you don't need. But that's the thing. Money does not lead to my happiness. Yeah. At all. Like it doesn't. Like it doesn't matter how much money I have in my bank account. I know that I'll be like, eh, it, it, nah. I don't really care. Yeah. And that, and that goes into it would buy me more peace, of, not happiness, but peace of mind. And that's the thing is that like um. It goes way back to my childhood. My mom tells me this story all the time. Is that um, my mom used to try to ground me by taking away my stuff. But like she would do it to the point where she's like, it's not working. And um, oh, oh, like she took away so much stuff that I just, you know, played with a string on the ground. I didn't really care. Uh, but it it went way back to my childhood where she said that um, she tried to try to get me to clean my room as a child. Um, she said like, okay, listen, if you don't clean your room, um, whatever is left on the ground in two hours, I'm throwing away the charity. And she gave me a garbage bag and she's like, she's going to leave me, leave me be. And whatever I don't clean up off the ground, she's going to throw away. I picked my favorite toys, my, my favorite, like couple toys. And I was like, okay, you can go to work. <laughs> and she, you're such a little jerk. I don't know how young I was, but she keeps telling me that story. That I was just like, okay, do the rest. I, that I have be what my little sister was. She was my little sister has always been too smart for her own good. Mm-hmm. Like my great grandfather got a kick out of trying well, to fool her. Well, no, it wasn't even out of me being smart or trying to get out. It's just You're like just like this is it made it's what made sense to your little brain. It's just like I really don't care. Yeah, like, I've never really cared. I like I You're like, like possess- these are my favorite things. I don't care if the rest of the stuff disappears. That's the thing. It's just like I care about my possessions. Yeah. But I also do not care if everything goes. Yeah. You know, I have my favorite things. I have my like my favorite possessions, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's just like if it goes, it goes. No, I feel like I feel like that towards most of my things. Like I love my things. Like, You're way I- more sentimental than I am though. Well, the problem is a lot of my stuff was my great grandmother's mm-hmm. and she died when I was 16. So it's not like I didn't know her. Yeah. So that's that's part of my problem. But mm-hmm. if the things that we have in the attic that are hers, I have no idea what to do with, but I feel guilty getting rid of. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they disappeared. I would like I'd kind of be like a relief. Like I'm not the one that got rid of them and mm-hmm. I don't have to lug them around anymore. Yeah. But. Then there are other things that I would be very sad. Like if I lost my engagement ring, which was my great grandmother's, yeah. I'd be very sad. If I lost 
my doll from growing up, even though it scares everyone. I don't care. It's so creepy. It's not creepy. What's his name? <laughs> Michael. Oh God, that that my is mom, a that's a horror doll name. My Cre- mom your- named him Michael. My mom named him. I didn't choose his name. It's such a creepy doll. You open up your dresser drawer and there's Michael. He's not in my dresser. He's in my nightstand. Miguel. Anyway, so like. I don't know how I'd feel if he disappeared. I'd probably be a, be a little sad, but then probably... I would be terrified But I, <laughs> if, he just, if he just disappeared. Not only is he creepy, not only is his name is Michael, but if he disappears, I'm disappearing. jeez. Oh, Honey, I've had him since I was born. That's the creepy part. I know. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I've had him since, he, since I was born. He's not possessed. I'm living the life of Annabelle. No, he is not. No. Yes. No. I've had him since I was a baby and nothing has happened. <laughs> Maybe yes. he's why we're infertile. Maybe. Let's get rid of him. Okay. Okay, good. No, Real? I can't I Aww. can't get rid of him. Like that was another thing that I was gonna say. Like if he disappeared, I'd be sad. Yeah. But I'd be okay. Don't. If I find mm. that doll doll is not in my nightstand. You're getting questioned and you're sleeping on a couch. Oh. Or a teeny tiny couch. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable couch. Yeah, that was a bad choice. Yeah. Well, it was that between that or the, the sleeper couch and I should have gotten the sleeper. Yeah. But you also wanted the two chairs. It was either that couch with the two chairs or the one. I also big had couch. no idea where we'd be living. <laughs> yeah. That like, was that was the biggest problem with buying a new couch when we were moving is I had no idea where this couch was going to go. We didn't know where we were going to live until the week before the move. And we didn't you saw a video like you did a you had a like a mm-hmm. FaceTime walk around of the place. So you saw it before I did. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of walked me through the pictures explaining it, but I couldn't see it. Yeah. Until we got here. So we did not see our place in person Mm -hmm. until like six o'clock at night on moving day. In November. In November. So So it was pitch black. Pitch black out. We were walking through this place, which is which is creepy when it's empty at night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so the attic is very creepy. Yeah, the attic. We don't go in the attic at night. Yeah. Only go in the attic during the day. I don't even like looking up at the attic window at night. Pretty sure there's a ghost up there. I would bet money there's a ghost up there. I'm probably pissing it off right now. Yeah, probably. Hi, ghost. How you doing? Anyway. Be our guest. No. Oh. Don't stay in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, it's not creepy up here. I'm like, shut up. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's not creepy up here. The woman who won't watch horror movies. It's not creepy up here. My goodness. It's creepy. <laughs> but uh, what do we got? 51. 51. Okay. We got a few minutes. Uh, we should talk about something happy. We talk about like ranty stuff. Yeah. Again, I promised you. That this you promised. A I'm just not upbeat. See, this is why, like, I'm not upbeat. Like, that's the thing. It's just like well, I'm not. That's why I try and be the comic relief. Mm-hmm. I but think that... I'm a decent comic relief. What do you guys think? Comment down below. Comment somewhere. Email <laughs> Adam or something. I just think I don't know. I feel like I'm a decent comic relief. Well, here's the other thing: is I'm that... not the star, but I'm a, I, I'm the funny one. Well, here's the other <laughs> thing to consider: is that games and groceries. Sixty five percent of our demographic is female. You're welcome. Like, that's the thing. It's just like, it's not because of me. I am not good looking. You're sexy. I do not think so. I look like a thumb. (laughs) I said that as soon as you drank water. Um, 
you do that? I don't know. Do I you... could have died. I could have gotten water all over the place. You laugh because it's true. <laughs> I guarantee you that 65% of females is not here for me. Well, I think you're sexy. Oh, thank you. you you're legally obliged to say that. No, I'm not. But anyways, um... That's the thing is that like I it, <laughs> yeah so keep that in mind is that sixty five percent is female and guess what not here for me um but yeah no it's um what was I gonna say I was gonna say something but I don't know that's the other thing I've been thinking a lot more about minimalism essentialism stoicism and now it all ties into biblical text and how it's all still mm-hmm. rooted in what you know, Christ asks us to do as human beings. Mm -hmm. And I really want to read up more on that more than investments or anything else. And I know that's important too, but I need to control what I have and control. Yeah. And that goes into monetary reasons too. Um, In fact, I've saved so much money becoming a minimalist. Oh my gosh. We've saved so much money. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like shopping every weekend before minimalism. I looked at our, you know, I Past. compared it and I looked at our, you know, credit reports or our bank information. I'm mm-hmm. like, how are we spending this much? And as soon as I became more minimalistic, you know, I started to see that, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing it without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely that's, but um, there's no real book that I can recommend on this podcast that like really defines minimalism. What really got me on it was the minimalist documentary on netflix Mm -hmm. that just like and watching a lot of matt diavella videos true that too um who also directed minimalists on netflix but that that just really there was one quote from that documentary where it just kind of shook me a little bit it shook me not in that way of just like it woke me dude but it just it definitely shook me to my core uh whereas a question for a professor saying it like uh, you know, it are is the American culture is it too materialistic? And she responds. She always responds by saying, "No, it's the fact that we're not materialistic enough." In the way of saying that, like, if we were more materialistic, we would value our materials, our possessions, mm-hmm. so much more. Instead of just saying, like, "Oh, I got the new iPhone. It is now obsolete. Just a year later, I need to get another one. And we just throw it away like garbage. We're not materialistic enough Mm -hmm. is what she's trying to say. Yeah. And I just, that's just what kind of like, oh, man, that's crazy. I do have to say sometimes I wish I could go back to just like my regular cordy key. What? My like old cordy key. um, Oh, cordy key. Gotcha. um, Cell phone. Well, yeah, they, I can do without the T nine texting. I can. I'll, I'll, I don't need to go back that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I wish I could go back to a flip phone. I wish yeah. I could. I, I don't think I'm ready for that kind of level. Uh, my friend Tim, like he has a flip phone. He's my age. Yeah, Tim has a flip phone. I I, I don't judge him for that. I astonish. I'm astonished that he does. I'm like, dude, they that's... still sell them. I know it's. I know they still sell them. I don't think I can I, go back. Every time I go to get a new phone, yeah. I'm I'm like mildly tempted what's because another to like go back to a flip phone was because i'm trying to get into a job that's so media focused yeah uh that with games and groceries that's you know i constantly need to be on twitter instagram uh constantly going into that kind of demographic yeah that's a flip phone now i feel like i'd be able to do it mm -hmm. if i had 
a some sort of tablet at home. Yeah. Like I'd be fine out in public without a smartphone if I had a way to like go on the internet without pulling out my laptop. Like I hate pulling out my laptop, which is why right. it stays in its case most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So if I had like an iPad or something, yeah, I would be perfectly fine. Like having a flip phone. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um, no, that's the thing. Uh, this year I've been working more on now. Uh, if the thrift store was still open and I could give donations, I think I would work more on being minimalist. Yeah, right now we would just be creating piles of trash. Yeah. That's the thing. I would throw away stuff that, you know, someone else can value, but, but they're not even taking donations right now. Yeah. They're not even taking those. So I do miss our thrift store though. Mm-hmm. I love that place. But that's the thing. I, I never buy anything, but I love that place. <laughs> but I definitely want to work on, you know, becoming more minimalistic, uh, getting rid of more things that I don't value. Yeah. And that I just, you know, cluttered up because, you know, from the from the move from New York to here, I just looked at my stuff. I'm like, there's so much stuff that I can get rid of so that mm-hmm. a move can be so much easier. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. I'm not asking you to be minimalist. I'm just asking yeah. like myself and stoicism too. Like, yeah. Um, not to say anything, but you should maybe look into stoicism because you hold grudges like anybody like I've ever met. You hold grudges against people that I should hold a grudge over and you just hold a grudge well, for me. Well, I hold me. grudges against them because of how they treated you. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. I don't hold, it's not like I'm someone who like I have multiple grudges against so many different people Mm -hmm. like i uh, it's not like i don't hold meaningless grudges right i hold strong grudges against Mm -hmm. like three people yeah and i can only think of one yeah me i don't hold grudges anymore i just kind of yeah it's not like i think of them and i get angry it's just like i just they're they're not a person i think pleasantly of i don't Mm -hmm. think highly of that person because of what they did yeah like like I don't know. It's not like my grudges are like deeply rooted and against so many people. It's like I, you know, they can be. I don't think highly of a couple people because they've done enough wrong mm-hmm. in my life. And it's just me. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's just more to live for than just, you know, yeah, holding grudges. And that's just energy that I don't have. And that's another topic yeah. we can have for another day. Oh, I, yeah. More depressing things. Good job. No, I was going to go into like, OK, so. No, we're at our hour right now. So uh, I was going to go into like how much mental strain it is to be racist and homophobic. Yeah. And just like I just. OK, last point, And this is super quick. I don't have time to be racist. I don't yeah. have time to be homophobic because it just takes so much mental effort. It does. It takes a lot it's of energy. So much to be work. So angry all the time. And I would know. Yeah. I used to be angry all the time. I'm not like, I'm not trying to say I'm a champion for it. No, it's just I don't have time to yeah. be that. I don't, I don't have you time. You have other to... things to think about. Exactly. Like, I love you as a human being, period. Yeah. No matter what. It's like, is it because you're a champion? It's like, no, but it's because I'm tired. <laughs> like, that's I it. I don't care. I don't. Like, it's like, I'm not a champion for anybody. Don't think of me like a hero. Yeah. It's just, I'm tired. I'm a tired hero, like you are right now. Sorry. Um, but I still love you as a human being, no matter what. Regardless, yeah. if you come up to me and like, oh, look at you, human being. Well, what's that you got next to you? A dog? 
I love you even more. Yeah. <laughs> but like I our family, cause um yeah. Like my mom and all are atheists and all. And they used to ask us like, what would you do if your child came up to you and said they were gay? I'm like, I don't nothing. know. Yeah. Like, love ya. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, why is this a question? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I wouldn't throw them in the streets. Like well, if yeah. that's what you're asking. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's a story for another day. And I know that's like a really heavy one that we're just like, all right. Okay. Bye. Yeah, we're not homophobic. We're not going to throw our son on the streets if he's gay. So, okay, have a good night. Bye. Um, I know we aren't doing that, that kind of note, but still, thank you for listening to this week's episode of What's the Biz. Thanks um, for chugging along on our depression train. Yeah. If you're a trooper here, uh, definitely use the hashtag TrooperGang on Twitter. Uh, you can tweet at us at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Or you can follow us on Instagram, What's the underscore biz because what's the biz was taken uh what's the underscore biz on instagram you can definitely follow us there dm us and tell us how angry you are that i'm too tired to be homophobic (laughs) but um but that's the truth um that's the thing i love you as a human being no matter what just remember that and you're a nice person i'm good and you're just a human being. I don't really care. Um, Adam, does that mean you like Hitler? Anyways, good night, everybody. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't love Hitler. But anyways, um, we thank you for listening to this week's episode of What's the Biz. We hope you had fun with this one. Uh, if you're part of the Trooper Gang, don't forget to hashtag Trooper Gang us on uh, Twitter. And uh, we will see you in the next episode of What's the Biz. <laughs> <laughs>